You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Piston Podcast recorded today on the 10th of July 2020 and welcome specifically to the first ever Piston Podcast special and as you've probably noticed by the title it is all about the Goodwood Festival of Speed and Goodwood as a whole because as I'm sitting here now on the Friday before the podcast is released on the Sunday I would have been at the Goodwood Festival of Speed and I would have been there for the Saturday as well I wouldn't have been there for the Sunday but it would have been going on then uh, as well so the day this podcast is released Goodwood would have been around and even a few days after that the celebration would still be all around all over social media everybody's still going wild like oh my god I met Jensen Button putting it all over Facebook or whatever Um, but this year obviously with COVID-19 coronavirus you've all heard about it before it had to be cancelled slash postponed until 2021. Now, I can actually read you, if I just get this up, what Goodwood have said most recently. And some people have said this is cheeky, but to be honest, I think it's, you know, you can't really complain because Goodwood do such a good job at doing all these events. Goodwood, um, the recent um, quote from them was an important event, event announcement and they said quote sadly we have taken the decision not to hold the festival of speed and revival this year this is the revival is the other event they do with all the older cars all ticket holders have the option to roll over their tickets or request a refund i can tell you that we have rolled them over to next year so very very excited for 2021 as you can probably Imagine, as we rely so heavily on our headline events, their absence places not only future events, but even the long-term future of the estate under considerable strain. With this in mind, we are today reinvigorating the Goodwood Supporters Association, also known as the GSA, not the Citroen, in the hope that the Goodwood community will stand beside us um, as we weather the storm together. As well as the options to roll over tickets to 2021 or request a full refund, any ticket holders can choose to exchange a proportion of their 2020 ticket value in return for the additional GSA benefits. Again, not the Citroen. Um, that's not actually from the good quote, by the way, from the Citroen. That's just what I'm saying. Complete nonsense. Um, quote, for those um, without tickets that would like to join the GSA and show their support, there are a range of GSA levels with various benefits at each level in recognition of your support. We appreciate this uh, is a difficult time for everyone and one which is surrounded by uncertainty. The last paragraph, quote, we hope that this is a range of options across sorry we hope that this range of options across all of our customer groups will allow people to make an informed choice to suit their personal circumstances and will help preserve the spirit of goodwood and our unique interpretation of the sport we all enjoy um now for full details you can go to https dash um not dash sorry what do you call it colon dash slash slash um, sorry, useless as www.goodwood.com forward slash GSA, the Goodwood Supporters Association. And for all FAQs, you can go to www.goodwood.com slash coronavirus dash FAQS forward slash. So there we go. There's um, the most recent quote uh, from Goodwood, the statement they said. Um, one thing I can complain about, although I'm not going to nag on too much, 
is um, Goodwood not being too responsive. They um, announced it a few months ago now, saying that they're going to sort of put the events for 2020 on hold and just see what on earth is going to happen. But then um, it was only a few weeks ago they actually announced they were postponing it, and I just think Goodwood have been a bit quiet about it all, and I think they should have maybe uh, reached out to all of their fans and supporters um, a part of the association, GSA, and they should have explained what was happening and what their ideas were, their intentions. So, yeah, that's my only complaint, really. Um, some people with the GSA said Goodwood, the estate, Goodwood, it, they're millionaires. They've got loads and loads of money. So how the hell are they getting away with doing this? But people are forgetting that the money that goes into Goodwood each year is immense. They've got so many car companies coming in to show off their latest cars, to pay for the land. So much goes on, and they've got all of the people to pay that help out. So I'm not going to complain. Anyway, uh, moving on from the recent Goodwood statement, we're going to move on to talking about last year's Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, Actually, just before that, I'm going to do a bit of an intro, um, because people that might not know what the Festival of Speed actually is, I'm going to give you some facts. Um, So the first Goodwood Festival of Speed started in 1993, so that is 27 years ago. People like George Harrison, Jeremy Clarkson, people like them all went along. Uh, George Harrison went in his rocket car. It's quite a good moment. Um, It's basically the biggest motor and garden party um, in the entire world. That's what Goodwood say, and that's what I would say, really, because it's my favourite. It's well known for its famous hill climb event uh, throughout the days, the three-day duration at Goodwood. Um, They... Uh, was it four? I think it's a four-day duration. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's a four-day duration. I'm being thick. Um, I forgot about that. I shouldn't really be pre- presenting this, but I am. Um, but yeah, throughout the days, um, they have people racing up the Goodwood Hill climb, new car companies setting new benchmark times. For example, last year, the record was smashed uh, from the 90s by Volkswagen with their IDR, um, which is a groundbreaking car. Really, really something special. And it's a special moment for for Volkswagen and Goodwood, that was. Um, the record crowd of 158,000 people turned up um, and attended in 2003. Since then, they have limited the ticket number, because that's just too much. And um, there's, there's still a fair few, I can tell you that. When I went last year for the first time, it was busy. I'm, I can't stress that enough. It was very, very busy. Um, but it is one of the biggest motor and garden parties, as they call it, in the world. So you can't really complain. Um, Goodwood sort of plan out the dates for their Festival of Speeds so they don't crash with the F1 season because the last thing you want is for um, F1 to be going on in the background, um, which is huge and then Goodwood trying to sort of filter it in the background. It just wouldn't work and people would all be going to F1. It just wouldn't work. So they're trying to filter it in either the weekend before um, the season starts for F1 or a few weeks beforehand and it, it works it really does work because you've got all of the build up people showing off older F1 cars and it really works anyway um, I was thinking I was trying to remember what on earth happened last year because obviously a year has gone by already uh, last Friday it was a year ago uh, that I went I went for one day last year um, but I was trying to remember what on earth happened and I was like okay how am I going to sort of transform this into a podcast well lucky me I used to be a radio presenter for many, many years, and I presented a Goodwood Festival of Speed 2019 special for the radio on Redshift Radio. Um, You can check out, I think, in the archive at redshiftonline.org for Turbo Youth. That's my radio show. But I kept all of the planning slash script for that show, so I've got everything here. So I'm just going to refer to that and sort of recap what on earth happened at last year's motoring garden party. So, um, first of all, 
Um, showrooms. What, what car companies and dealerships and stuff like that attended? What companies were showing off their latest inventions? I've got a long list here. Honda, Toyota, Lotus, Aston Martin, Polestar, Mini, BMW, Audi, Volkswagen, Ford, Alfa Romeo, Jeep, Citroen, Mercedes, McLaren, Lamborghini, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That is a lot of car companies. There's probably a few I was forgetting from last year. But... They do change each year. Some of them obviously come every year because they're, they're passionate about their car company and Goodwood, which is perfectly understandable. Um, but yeah, I went to quite a few of them car showroom pop-up things. But not all of them because it was a very busy day and going for one day I think just isn't enough, especially if you're going along part of the media PR team like I was. Um, there's just a lot of rushing around and going two days next year hopefully will make it easier. Um, so what was there exactly? You're probably wondering what types of cars and automobiles actually were there. I can tell you there were F1 cars, Le Mans cars, NASCAR cars, uh, BTCC cars, rally cars, celebrities cars, supercars, hot hatches, sports cars, SUVs, off-roaders, lorries, even lorries, motorbikes if you're into that sort of stuff, and even vans. Um, and there was stuff like Urban Automotive that are there showing off their body kits for certain Range Rovers and G-Wagons. And that was cool to see. There's basically stuff for anybody. If you're into anything that has wheels, then go along, really, is all I can say. It's a lot of money. Uh, it's a fair few hundred quid if you're going as a family. But um, it is genuinely worth it. I can say that last year's event was the best day of my life. And I was hoping that this year would be as well. And if you go back to episode one of the Piston Podcast, recorded back in December, I I would have said I uh, attended the 2019 Good Investor of Speed, and uh, I will be attending again in the new year. Yeah, I wasn't quite correct with that, was I? But, oh well. Celebrities that were there, Daniel Ricciardo, part of Renault F1, uh, Michael Schumacher's family, obviously Michael Schumacher was injured at the time and is still recovering from a skiing accident, Ken Block, the drifter man, Jensen Button, part of McLaren F1, Jackie Stewart, an old F1 driver, Brian May and Roger Taylor, that's something impressive, isn't it? Uh, and Mark Webber, the Porsche driver, um, races Porsches around various places. Um, so yeah, there was loads, loads more, like Yanni from Yanamai, Shmi 150, I saw their cars. Um, so many celebrities, and you could meet a lot of them, and they'd be quite willing to have a chat with you. I had quite a long chat with a guy called Tom Christensen, and he was a nine-time Le Mans winner. And something quite embarrassing, I can tell you, hopefully he doesn't listen to this, is I didn't know. Um, I was invited as part of uh, PR to the Audi um, R8 LMS GT2 launch, and I was talking to Graham, um, who was sort of the host, uh, part of Daily Sports Car, check them out on Facebook, um, and he basically introduced me to this guy called Tom Christensen. I had no idea who he was. I just thought he was a random bloke. I was like, hello, having a nice chat. He said, I like my T-shirt. I was wearing a Golf GTI one. And then he mentioned, oh, yeah, I won uh, Le Mans nine times. And I was like, did you? And that's possibly the worst reply you could have said. You could have said, you just got to, you could have gone along with it, Daniel, for God's sake. But I just said, did you? Um, so I didn't know who he was. That could have been a relief for him, obviously, staying out of the crowd a bit. But yeah, there's me being as thick as I usually am. Um, I did actually do an article about the launch at the Audi LMS GT2 RS. Uh, I said that completely wrong, didn't I? Audi R8 LMS GT2. There you go. Um, on Drive Tribe. So if you head to Daniel's Tribe on Drive Tribe, you can check that out. Um, do that quickly. Um, so, yeah, there's lots more. Um, car releases that were there last year. Land Rover Defender, which is now out. Audi R8 LMS GT2, um, which I saw the launch of. 
uh, released on the 5th of July, to be precise, 2019, based on the original R8 with a 5.2-litre V10 engine producing 640 horsepower, shares 55% of its parts with the original R8, and starts at €338,000. There's some quick facts for you all. Uh, Aston Martin DBX, which is now coming up to production and on the road, BAC Mono K, um, D, uh, D Tommaso P72, 4 GT Mark II, Lexus LC Convertible, um, Mercedes AMG A45, which is now on the road, very good, and the Radical Rapture, um, and loads, loads, loads more cars. So many cars. But the car I was most excited to see was the all-fantastic Honda E. I don't know why. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I missed an opportunity. To, I missed an opportunity to write an article about it. I forgot, kind of. But when it when they start coming out on the roads, I'm going to see one, and I'm going to go in one. Maybe have a go cheekily around a car park, and I will come back to this podcast and do a little review, do an article, do a YouTube video, whatever you want to call it, because I just want to go in one again. I'm a bit. I've got a bit of a love affair for the Honda E. I keep coming back to it, and it's like, I'm just too obsessed. I really don't know why. Anyway, um, now, I've got an interview that I did last year with a guy called Nick Garton, and he was one of the PR managers for the first time at the 2019 Goodwood Festival of Speed. Now, I had a, he, was, he was a pleasure to talk to, and he basically set this all up, uh, me being the youngest uh, member of the team, PR team. Um, not PR, sorry, media team. I think, no, press team, that's what I meant, press. I've been thinking I've been saying PR this whole time, I meant press. But he basically sorted it out for me, and I, I'm ever so grateful. So, Nick, if you're listening to this, then thank you for the opportunity. It's genuinely fantastic, and I'll never forget it, really. I uh, did an interview with him, about 15 minutes long, after I've rambled on. I will play it for you all, because I have retrieved it from my old radio show. And I probably sound a lot younger, so I do apologise. Um, <laughs> it's just growing up for you all. I was 13 at the time. Uh, now going on 15, getting old, can't help it, getting old, I'm getting a beard soon and everything, yeah, all a bit wrinkly, anyway, this is not good with related, so um, yeah, that interview will be coming up, um, but basically, I can't stress enough how fantastic the whole Goodwood experience is, it's truly exhilarating, it really is, when you're walking through the um, the path pathway up to the actual main event from the car park, you hear all of these cars screaming by and tyres and smoke in the air, uh, and it, it's just you. Re- it suddenly becomes a bit real, and you sort of think to yourself, "God, this is what heaven looks like," and that's exactly what I thought. I was truly overwhelmed, um, but I, we just didn't have enough time there to sort of enjoy it slowly because we woke up at like three a.m. and got there at ten a.m. Um, we live right up north in Cheshire, so it took a while. Um, so we arrived there around ten, and then we had to leave at about seven, which is when the main event closes for the day. Um, so we didn't really have a lot of time, but next year, when it will go ahead, hopefully no viruses happen or anything like that, we're going for two days, and we're going to travel on the night before, so we've got a full day, and another full day, hopefully, depending if it goes well, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping this time to record it, so not only would I do a radio slash podcast show about it, and do articles, I would also do a YouTube video about it, because I've recently started my YouTube channel, go subscribe, Daniel Actor House. Um, I did a a review on the Toyota Yaris, which is just sold, Um, and yeah, really appreciate your support. Also did an article on the Toyota Yaris, but anyway, this is not good with related, I'm rambling. Uh, Also need to mention I'm going camping this weekend, which is why I'm recording the podcast a bit earlier. But yeah, um, I think we should just get on with it and play the interview, really, because it's it's a fantastic interview, I'm very proud of it. It's probably my most proud interview, I think I've done interviewing the past four years or so. 
And yeah, it's the one I'm most proud of, really. So sit back, relax, make your cup of coffee. You can pause it now, make your coffee or whatever. And have a listen to this interview with PR manager Nick Garton. I'm at the 2019 Goodwood Festival of Speed and I'm with Nick, who is a PR manager for the Goodwood Festival of Speed. So, um, how long have you been doing that for the Festival of Speed? Um, actually, only just over a, a month. Uh, I started in May and uh, so this is my first Festival of Speed as a Goodwood staff member. I've done it before as a journalist and I've done it working for um, sponsors and partners before. But this is the first time that I've been here as a Goodwood staffer. You enjoying it? Absolutely loving it. I feel like sort of Charlie's arrived in the chocolate factory, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for the listeners that haven't actually come across the Goodwood Festival of Speed, could you give them a brief history of the festival and what it's all about? Absolutely. So this is the 27th time that it's occurred. Uh, it's an annual event which uh, the Duke of Richmond um, started. It was the first of the motorsport events that he brought back to the estate. Um, his grandfather, the ninth Duke, um, was uh, a pioneer in many ways. Uh, he raced at Brooklands before the Second World War. He um, donated the land that is now Goodwood Motor Circuit to the RAF to use as a fighter base during the Second World War. And it was the perimeter road that the pilots used to hammer around when they weren't flying. Um, and one of those pilots was called Tony Gaze. And Tony Gaze encouraged the Duke to keep that track and to make it something for racing to happen and cause after the war um, Brooklands was no longer a racetrack Uh, they'd built upon it it had been bombed it was not in a very good state and it was never going to hold another top level race meeting again Um, and so the the British Automobile Racing Club which ran all the events at Brooklands um, moved out here they came further west and uh, that's how Goodwood began so uh, the racing and the the circuit was active until 1966 Uh, the 9th Duke passed away the 10th duke focused on other areas of the estate um but the uh, and lord march as he was then uh today's 11th duke of richmond uh was very keen on the history of motorsport he was enthralled by his granddad and all the stories uh, and all the drivers that he remembered meeting as a kid here in the 60s and that really inspired him to bring motorsport back and so 26 years ago Um, he had a garden party effectively at which um, as he told the story to us actually in our staff briefing before before we came here back then 26 years ago Aston Martin was the featured mark Um, and at the time they just launched the DB7 and at sort of two o'clock in the morning on the night before the first the, the public came in not knowing if anyone was going to be interested at all uh, the Duke was out there sort of nailing tables together to make a platform for the DB7 to stand on yeah. and of course now we've got an Aston Martin outside the house sitting on a 31 meter tall <laughs> sculpture yeah. so the whole event has got so much bigger yeah, yeah. so much more professional in many ways but it retains that love of the cars and of the event and the friendliness which I think comes through from the first meeting to this present day yeah it's been going on since 1993 I think that's that's right yeah so um, how do the first few Festival of Speeds um, compare to today do you think in in a lot of ways um, it's still the same central activity on the hill so um, it's a chance to see cars that quite often you will never see anywhere else because 
historic racing is competitive and you know some of these cars are completely unreplaceable a lot of them are completely original and you can only run them in a really sympathetic environment I mean if you blow an engine on a 1937 Mercedes that's a piece of history gone right there you yeah. could replace the engine you could you could machine the parts but they won't be the ones that raced 80 years ago yeah yeah that's, that's yeah so um how many people roughly um are expected to attend um for the four days this year it's quite a numbery question it's yeah it's uh two hundred thousand two hundred thousand yeah. god that is huge so um yeah we'll um, we'll have a break now and then um in part two we'll ask some more questions Welcome back to the Piston Podcast. It's just a little break. The break here between part one and part two where usually I would have played a song, but obviously this is podcasting. It's different to doing radio. And so I can't play any music. So, um, what, that was nine minutes or something? No, what what was it, five minutes? So if you drink your coffee by now, I suppose you could pause it and make another one um, if you drink that much coffee or tea or whatever. Um, but if you haven't and you, you've still got coffee left and biscuits or whatever, then sit back and listen to part two of my interview with Nick Garton. Welcome to part two of um, our little interview with Nick. So it's such a smooth operation um, at Goodwood um, from what I've seen today. So how long does it actually take to organise and do you have lots of volunteers on site? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's an 18 month process to get to each event because of the, the amount of planning that's involved. So already 2021 is in progress pretty much or you know the, the first initial kickoff meeting has already happened. Uh, next year's event is relatively advanced in terms of um, looking at the themes that, were, that are available what uh, celebrations there are because normally Goodwood tries to do 25, 50, 75 anything above 75 uh, year anniversaries um, and to really mark the big landmarks so that's content is, is king basically so what is the content, what are the themes how are they going to appeal to members of the public how are they going to um, draw new people to come and and you know because if you do the same thing year in year out it it would fall yeah. apart at the seams so that's why we've got the drift arena this year for the first time um, and really embraced drift now that's been another over a year pulling that together um, and hopefully that will become a an established feature in the way that Future Lab has become. Yeah. So looking at that sort of technology side, which was just sort of feedback. I mean, we talk to people who come and we say, you know, what, what did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? And what would you like to see? Um, and, you know, particularly for, for young people, they want, yes, they want to see old cars, but they also want to see what's coming now, what's relevant to them and their lives. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really important thing that we do. Yeah, yeah. So um, I saw the Duke of Richmond, who um, is the the owner of the estate of Goodwood. Um, so I spoke to him at the big Audi unveiling earlier today. So how hands-on um, actually is he with the organisation of the Festival of Speed? He is incredibly hands-on. There is not one single aspect of the event. I mean, sorry, you asked earlier about how many people there are. We have 2,000 additional people come in to work on the event now some of those are volunteers sort of games makers the marshals obviously volunteer to come and keep everyone safe whether they're on track or around the place um, and we have extra catering staff um, and so on but uh, there's 750 people work on the estate and the duke knows most of them 
<laughs> by name because you know it's his house effectively yeah, yeah. we work where he lives so um, it's uh, he's got a farm and we do all the, all the um, farm fresh meats and produce milk and and, uh, and cheeses and stuff like that we've got a little brewery um, we uh, we've got the forestry because there's an awful lot of upkeep of you know all the trees here I mean this is tens of thousands of acres um, all of that happens the motor circuit has its own staff the race course for the horses has its own staff and and then there's those of us that sort of try and keep everything going in the meantime so uh, yeah the, there's a whole load of people and the Duke is completely hands-on you know this is this is all his baby and um, you know we are it inspires you to to want to make it better and make yourself better and make sure that the events come out the other end and everyone looks at it and goes yeah we smashed it yeah and he's been to obviously every single vessel of speed and he's going to the ones in the future so yeah that's good so this is a quite a really uh, tough question so um <laughs> what has been your favorite car um so far um, at this year's Festival of Speed? That's actually a relatively easy one for me. It's actually two, because I, I, they were both together, um, and it was the Dale Earnhardt Senior and Junior NASCARs. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive, massive NASCAR fan. It's what I follow as a fan, because it's, yeah. it's over the Atlantic. I, I don't work in it, so I, I'm, I can be a fan of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, just the the moment of seeing those two cars together I followed Dale Jr's career from from start to finish and uh, appreciate the whole history of the sport and how it is a a family sport Mm. and uh, and so just seeing those two cars together side by side in one of the paddock shelters it was just a nice moment I thought yeah for me it has to be uh, I think the Honda E and that's quite unusual because it's only a little hatchback but I just I like the way it's all it's futuristic and yet it's retro styled um, so yeah, sticking to the, um, uh, the subject of electric cars how do you actually feel about the transition to electric cars from petrol and diesel it certainly has a place uh, electric cars yes they, have, they, they provide a solution I think mobility uh, in future is going to take there is not one magic bullet that's going to make uh, the requirements that we have in society uh, fixed. So, uh, you know, there are going to be, in 2050, there'll be twice as many people on the planet as there are now. There'll be twice as many cars required, twice as many flights. Yes, we've got to clean up, um, but there is a mix, and electric has a place, um, but so do a lot of other, and and even some traditional uh, power supplies. It's all about how the the engines are what sort of fuels we use how much biofuel content there is in traditional petrol and diesel and it's a it's a huge conversation it's one i've actually worked on quite a lot in the last few years uh with um gordon murray design they did a little uh prototype car of um just how clean and efficient manufacturing can be because it's all about the whole life of the vehicle um, and, and everything that goes into it and how it's manufactured that is as much of a factor in many cases as the fuel that you put in it. Yeah, yeah. So um, you spend most of the day in the uh, media centre, which is just right next to us. Um, so how much of the festival do you actually get to see yourself? Uh, not an awful lot of it, uh, unless I happen to be glancing at the screens, which we fortunately have dotted around the place. So to see what's going on on the hill... Um, yes, it's useful for me to know because quite often um, journalists and photographers want to know, particularly the photographers want to know where to yeah. be at a, a, a particular time. Um, 
today and yesterday uh, have been the manufacturer days in many respects so people come here to launch their cars because there's no bigger audience for cars yeah. uh, in, in Europe so you know you've got 200,000 people here and that's why we see um, you know, we, we saw the Land Rover Defender here in camouflage. We've seen other camouflage cars here. We've had the global launch of the Dittomasso and other cars. We've had the Ferrari P80C, which is okay. It's a unique car. It's not one that's going to go on sale, but it makes its debut here because yeah, that's where it's yeah. going to make the biggest impact, you know. Um, uh, Ford GT Mark II, things like that. The, all mm. these cars that the whole world is excited about and they choose to launch them here, so it's it's great. So we have all that for two days, and that takes up an awful lot of my time because I've got 500 journalists almost uh, who have signed on for this weekend, and so we're looking after them, making sure they get the information that they want, that they get to see what they want, that we get the pictures to them that they want. Um, and then over the weekend, obviously, the focus becomes more and more on just enjoying the weekend yeah. enjoying the celebration we still have media here and they want to see stuff and of course ultimately the the uh, fastest ever time on the hill is is going to be set this weekend we've seen the formula one record broken today so yeah. that the record that's lasted for 20 years has been broken today and we now have a new all-time record of 41.18 seconds and we may well see that beaten again before mm. the weekend is out so um, you know that's a real talking point for the press particularly as it's an electric car that's beaten a traditional Formula 1 um, and there's all the fun of the fair to enjoy as well with, with the older cars with the road cars with the Future Lab and everything that, that has drawn people here so far and the drift of course yeah yeah it's been, it's been really good and um, a question to sort of round off the interview is um, your job is a dream job um, for young motoring enthusiasts like me what advice would you give to people that want to become um, like a PR um, automotive manager PR manager um, for Goodwood or anything like that um, it's uh, to be able to um, convey your love of cars, your love of what they do. Um, uh, Jeremy Clarkson came out with the, the best description of it, I think, in yeah. that you have to love the words. And a lot of what we do is, is writing. We write press releases for people. We write emails to people asking them to come you have to you have to feel it and you have to mean it and the mm. words have to matter um, and I think Jeremy was spot on with that you know he's asked how he became a successful journalist because I wrote what what I felt mm. and uh, I think that's true of everyone that wants to communicate about cars is you just have to have you have the knowledge but you can have the knowledge and not be able to get it across if, if you work on trying to get it across I think you know the world's your oyster in that way yeah yeah. So um, thank you so much for this interview. You're very welcome. Thank you. And for yeah, thank you for well everything really. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel of the past, Daniel of 2019, the old Daniel, um, the very very young and athletic Daniel, and uh, thank you to um, Nick Garton for that fantastic interview. I still listen to that today on my phone. Still there. Um, and think, wow, that's that's actually a really nice interview. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope that you've gone through all your coffee and your tea or biscuits or whatever. If you drink tea, then you're probably a bit weird. But, um, oh well, that doesn't matter. Um, this, this is the end, I think, of the Goodwood special. It's not the Goodwood special I had planned for. 
Um, I expected to be presenting this show in excitement with lots of stories from the 2020 FOS, Festival of Speed, and lots of new interviews, lots of new news. But no, unfortunately, things do happen in the world. Maybe some bad stuff, some good stuff occasionally. But this is just one of them occasions, really. You just can't help it. And coronavirus, hopefully, will be faded down by next July. If it hasn't, then... Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, hopefully it has. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get back to normality soon. And Goodwood will be able to go ahead. Geneva Mode Show, Carfest North, Carfest South, whatever. Everything will be back to normal and everything will be okay. So, yeah, thank you ever, ever so much for listening to um, this Goodwood Festival of Speed um, special podcast, first ever Piston Podcast special, so I really hope you enjoyed it. Episode 15 as well, episode 15 already. Next week on the podcast, if you're really interested, I've got a guest. Week after I've got a guest, week after I've probably got a guest, and week after that I think I've got a guest. So we're all guested out really until the end of the series, I think. So um, until it's just me again on the podcast, uh, and I'm not joined by anybody, um, stay safe really um, and I hope you enjoy the interviews that are coming up over the next few weeks remember to follow me on social media at Daniel Carzo 5 um, I am posting some little um, you know, flashbacks from the last year's Good Festival of Speed including me getting nearly run over by a Porsche 917 which is a bit of a disaster but also a bit of an honour um, but yeah Thank God it was nearly. But if you want to get run over by a car, then you want it to be a good one, I suppose, don't you? You can tell your mates, oh, I nearly got run over by a Porsche 917. So um, there we go. I think that's the end. I think I don't think I've got anything else to talk about um, apart from thank you ever so much for listening. Um, and I will see you in uh, the future, I guess, until the next Good Festival of Speed special. This has been the Piston Podcast. I have been Daniel Lacterhouse. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast.